Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to another edition of the SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Vilhauer, joined alongside by Jacob Wirtz. Jacob, how you doing today? Hey, doing good, Dave. How about you? Oh, wonderful. Beautiful day out there today. And uh, boy, I tell you what, we are definitely in full swing of fall sports right now. No shortage of activity here this past week. Coming up on the show, we'll take a look at results of the past week. Uh, we'll also have some... Uh, some uh, short clips from a couple of volleyball players. We'll have an interview with Northern State football coach Mike Schmidt. The Wolves getting their season started this week. We'll also take a look at the uh, the schedule ahead. So uh, thanks for making us a part of your day. Uh, really a, a full, full week here this past week. And uh, we'll maybe start out with a little football. Uh, taking a look, there was some interesting results this past weekend, Jacob. Boy, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be a rated 9B team. Uh, that was not a place to be. No, absolutely not. Four of the top five uh, losing uh, this past week. Of course, there was a, a top five matchup, so obviously right. one of them was going to win. Yep. Uh, but yeah, four of the top five uh, going down this week. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's interesting. Uh, you look at some of those scores, and you know the the big schools got started this past week, and uh, I got a chance to uh, take a look at Pier, and you know the the new look governor, so to speak, without Lincoln Keenholes and some of those players. And man, I will tell you what, they looked really good. Uh, Cade Kaiser, who's a Northern State football recruit, uh, moving over from wide receiver to quarterback, and. Man, he looked like he's been playing that position his whole life, and uh, the Governors look like they're going to be uh, really a, a top team again. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people were saying after Keenholz graduated, ah, oh, they're done. You know, they're not going to be. They're, gonna, they're not going to be back. Well, they said that after Peyton Zabel graduated, yeah. after Garrett Stout yeah. graduated, yeah. Keenholz steps in, and yeah. it just. They got yeah. such a program there. Yeah, I mean, really it's just do. amazing how they just keep rolling. Yep, Steve Steele does an excellent job with that. Uh, I know that you got a chance to uh, take a look at the dual Cardinals. Uh, they were in town taking on Ron Colley. Uh, how did they look? You know, they looked really solid. They, they dominated the line of scrimmage from, from much of that game against Ron Colley. Ron Colley's defense didn't play too bad. Um, they made dual work for everything they got. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, Trey Malin, their quarterback, was just a yeah. phenomenal player. Yeah, I think uh, Duel's going to win a lot of football games this year. Uh, I got a chance to uh, to watch some high school volleyball last week and, in fact, saw two of the top teams in Class B. Uh, I got a chance to see uh, Northwestern play Aberdeen Ron Colley. And, of course, uh, Northwestern does not have a senior on the team this year, so a pretty young group and uh, I caught up with Ashley Haven after that match and she kind of talked a little bit about the a slow start but how the, the squad got better as the match went on. You know it definitely was a, a very slow start until that second set and getting up there. I think since it's our first game and we're so young we just had those jitters. Once we got those out and we were comfortable, you know, we just took control and we just controlled the game. I also got a chance to uh, watch the top rated uh, Warner Monarchs. Uh, before we get too far along, congratulations to Coach Kerry Jung. 700 career wins. I mean, that's that's just really remarkable. That's a, that's a great milestone for Kerry. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you get into that 500 or more range, that's that's a quite the milestone, no doubt. You know, uh, Monarchs currently playing without uh, the, probably the, the top player in Class B, Ava Nielsen, uh, out with an ankle injury right now but boy I tell you what they really looked sharp the other night against Aberdeen Christian and uh, I talked to Lauren Markison about what it's like uh, having the pressure of being one of the top teams in South Dakota. Um, I feel like 
a lot of top teams always have a target on their back, whether we're state champs or not. I mean, there's a bunch of other good Class B teams out there that, of course, are going to be looked at the same way. Sure. Double A, A, yeah. all the same. I feel like we just look at each other very aggressively. All right. Well, that's a look at uh, some last week's stuff. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't add this. Ella Buckelhide of Northwestern, on Thursday night, she had 31 set assists and 22 digs. And on Friday morning, she goes down to Pier and wins the girls' race at the Pier Invitational Cross Country Meet against some double A runners. So uh, hats off to Ella. Just a remarkable accomplishment in about a 16-hour span. Absolutely. That's that's pretty crazy to go from one sport to the other like that. Of course, you see a lot of kids do that just with practices even. Right, day right. Day to day. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to her. We'll take a look here at the uh, upcoming polls here for the week. Uh, let's start out with some football. Class 11 AAA, they got going this past week. Uh, the new poll has Lincoln rated number one, followed by Jefferson, O'Gorman, Harrisburg, and Brandon Valley. And, you know, some really close games in the 11 AAA last week. Absolutely. The, the big one last week was Jefferson and Harrisburg. That went to overtime. Jefferson able to win that one in a rematch of the championship last year. Yep. Class 11 AA Pier, uh, not unanimous number one, but darn near. Uh, missing just one first place vote. That going to T. Area in second. Uh, Yankton rated third. Watertown with a big win over Brookings. They're at uh, number four. And Spearfish is fifth. Aberdeen Central is receiving votes. But, you know, I think the two scores that jump out at me there is uh, Huron giving T. Area a tough time losing by just one. And then, of course, Watertown's big win over Brookings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that T score really shocked a lot of people, I think thing i don't think they expected that and uh, speaking of t aberdeen central heading down to t uh this weekend for a game on friday night class 11 11 a poll dale rapids uh, rated number one all but one first place vote uh, that going to third rated canton west central is in second dakota valley fourth and sioux falls christian fifth anything this past week uh, not too many surprises there not too many i don't think it's pretty cut and dry uh We'll, we'll just kind of see what happens there. Del Rapids seems to look like the favorite there. Yeah, for sure. Class 11B, a winner uh, re, uh, leading the pack with 19 first-place votes. Elk Point Jefferson, defending state champ in second with five first-place votes. Followed by Sioux Valley, Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan, and Hot Springs. Duel is receiving votes uh, just outside the top five there. And uh, again, nothing too too big of a surprise there. You know, the first week we had some really close games, uh, and uh, these these leaders in the poll uh, having a pretty strong week. Absolutely. I think we're seeing a kind of a top-heavy class there right off the bat. A big one in 11B this week with Oak Point, Jefferson, and Sioux Valley. That'll be a tough one. That'll be a very good game for sure. Dropping down to the nine-man ranks, Class 9AA, Parkston is rated number one. Hamlet. Uh, making a move here a little bit. Uh, they're up to second. They were fourth last week. Chargers now with nine first place votes. Howard is rated third. Elkton Lake Benton is fourth and Wall is fifth. Howard actually lost uh, but still rated third because they lost to a really good Canastota team. Uh, some interesting uh, results there. Absolutely. You know, a couple of games there we saw last week. Top five matchup with Howard and Canastota. Um, two tough teams there. And then Phillip going to Wall and beating yeah. the defending champs. Is that it? one, I don't think a lot of people saw no. that one coming, but Phillip, I team to watch at 9A. No question. And Hamlin with that big win over Del Rapids St. Mary, that uh, probably got some people's attention there. Class 9A. Well, if this looks uh, you know, familiar, we've got a lot of area teams represented here. Wolsey Wessington, your new number one, uh, coming off an impressive win over Gregory. Uh, Warner is rated second. Canastota with that big win over Howard is rated third. Gregory is fourth. And Hardin County Bison is fifth. Uh, Castlewood is receiving votes. Uh, boy, there were some there were some interesting scores there. Absolutely, that Gregory Wolsey game was a, a high scoring affair there. Like we said, Canastota beating Howard in a top five uh, cross class 
matchup there. Uh, and Wolsey Weston goes right back at it this week. They host Parkston. I mean, Ooh, they talk about a gauntlet man. to start the year. If they get points for strength of schedule, which they do, uh, they're, they're going to be in pretty good shape. Class 9B, uh, kind of a major shakeup here, although the teams kind of remain in the top five, just kind of in a different order this week. Uh, Faulkton is your new number one a big win over the defending state champ, Hitchcock Tulare Patriots. Shut them out, actually. DeSmith is rated second. Avon third. Hitchcock Tulare is fourth. And Dale Rapid St. Mary is fifth. Harriet Selby and Potter County receiving votes. And again, uh, some of these teams lost, but some of them lost to some really good teams. Oh, absolutely. That Faulkton Hitchcock game, I had a chance to go back and watch that. And Falkton just looked really good. They looked good <laughs> on both sides of the ball. And yeah. they play Potter County this week. That'll yep. be a big one. Yeah, a big rivalry too, you know, just down the road from each other. So one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, you know, we'll take a look here at some volleyball polls. Uh, class AA, Harrisburg is rated number one, all but first two first place votes. Sioux Falls, Washington, which hasn't played a match yet, actually, is second. Sioux Falls, Jefferson is third. Roosevelt, fourth. And Watertown is fifth. Undefeated Aberdeen Central is receiving votes. Golden Eagles off to a great start here, dropping just one set. In three matches so far. Uh, anything uh, strike you there? Yeah, I mean, it, the double A is just going to be one of those classes where you just, you're, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Harrisburg obviously playing really well and. Um, yeah, several teams. There's good, yeah. good for Central to get off to a good start yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Class A, uh, Sioux Falls Christian, uh, all but one first place vote. Uh, one of them goes to Del Rapids at number four, which was kind of interesting. Dakota Valley is rated second, Wagner third, and uh, Madison is fifth. Miller's receiving votes. Uh, Sioux Falls Christian did lose a match this past week, but they, they play all of these Iowa schools and Man, I tell you what, those uh, those Iowa high schools down there—they—they've got great volleyball. So I, you know, I don't—I don't even really consider that a major setback when I look at their strength of schedule. I mean, the Chargers just play anybody and everybody. So if they have a little hiccup here against an Iowa school, pff, I, I don't, it doesn't even affect me. Yeah, it's just more experience for them. And how about how about Warner? We're going to talk about them yeah. in just a second, but they beat Wagner yeah. at that Parkston they did. Uh, volleyball tournament yep. this weekend. Well, big win there. For sure. Well, let's talk about Class B because uh, it's really some great wins. Warner rated number one, as you mentioned, a big win over Wagner. Chester area is rated second with one first place vote. They beat a couple of Class AA schools this past week. So uh, Brandon Valley and uh, Lincoln, I believe. So they're very good. Northwestern is rated third. Burt fourth. Castlewood is fifth. Wolsey Westington and Faulkton uh, receiving votes. So uh, some really good Class B volleyball. Absolutely. And yet you, you talk about Chester uh, beating some of those double A schools too. Northwestern as well. They beat Douglas and, and Brookings. Uh, maybe not the best double A schools. They did lose to Huron and Watertown at that mm -hmm. Huron tournament. Right. But still just oh, taking yeah. on some, oh. some of those bigger schools and yeah. then you know, I being applaud, competitive. I applaud these Class B schools because they're they're not afraid of getting a loss here or there or whatever. They want to get better. They want to improve. And uh, hats off to them for doing that. Well, a full week of activities uh, coming up here. It'll uh, slow down a little bit with Labor Day weekend, of course. But uh, between now and then, lots of action. We've got the uh, Hub City Invitational Golf Tournament. Only chance to go out and see the uh, Golden Eagles and Cavaliers uh, in town this season. So uh, that'll be good. That'll be at Lee Park on Tuesday. Uh, Ron Colley with their home opener for tennis uh, taking place on Tuesday as well. We've got all kinds of volleyball and football. Uh, also, Northern State uh, football getting their season started up at Bemidji, kind of an inverted schedule. Normally, they finish up with the Beavers, but uh, they'll be up there in northern Minnesota starting on Thursday night. And uh, recently, I got a chance to uh, catch up with Northern State coach Mike Schmidt, and uh, we talked about the upcoming season. got to be explosive on, on offense. The, the name of the game is explosive plays. It's just... It's all that matters at this point now in college football is 
how can you eat up chunks? There's only two ways to score. You, you score from close to the goal line or you score from far away from the goal line. So you better be good in explosive plays and you better be good in red zone offense. And if you're not good in those two things, uh, you're not going to be very good offensively. And I think that's what we ran into last year is we, our explosive plays are really hard to come by. But in the games that we created those, uh, the Don Facelli explosive plays against Winona and, and CSP a year ago, when we were able to create those, we won those games. You know, you're you're mostly in you're you're mostly in a lot of third and long situations. Uh, it's great to practice third and five and third and six, but but what really matters is how do you do in third and long? And you know, when we were really good on defense and in the games we won, we were really good on third and long uh, defensively. When we were good on offense, we were really good on third and long in those situations and in, in those games. So if you're explosive and you can get big chunks of yardage, you can be really good on third and long, and then you're really effective in the red zone, uh, you're, you're going to win a lot of games. And for us, a year ago offensively, we didn't. We, the, the big plays were hard to come by on a con- consistent basis, and the consistency in running the football in the red zone was tough. And you pair that up with we, we didn't kick very well early in the year and, and missed, missed a lot there, and then and then weren't able to put it in and, and in fact had turnovers. You know, the games that we had, we, we turned the ball over on the goal line at Augustana and, and Wayne, and you lose those games and keeps you out of the playoffs and keeps you out of contention there. Um, you know, we, we, we hope that we're, we're beyond that. Having DeWaylon Ingram back, having Dakota Larson back makes us really explosive on the outside. I don't think it's just them. Uh, Braden Oakley transferred from Davidson makes us very explosive where we're at. Nick Kennewell uh, transfer makes us really explosive. Jack Odekoven transfer makes us really explosive. So we, we saw and we said, oh, we lived without that for a year. And we said, we, we can't live without that. We need to fix this. And then on the other side of the ball, we, we bring back everybody up front, virtually. And so you have everybody back, including Ian Marshall. You have a good, you, we feel really good about our front seven. And we needed help at, at the corner position. We got to try to take away those explosive plays. And in those games that we lost, we gave up explosive plays in the, the back end of the defense. And, you know, I thought we did a great job with, I think Coach Glasgow's done a really good job with that group, and then I think we've done a good job schematically. Coach Larson has done a good job kind of putting some, some other options in for us, some better answers in. And then, you know, we really like two additional transfers that we brought in, and Corey Scott and Donovan McConnell, two corners that will play a lot for us this year. And uh, and we're, we're hoping that those guys are answers on the outside to, to deter those big plays. We were really good in the red zone last year. We were really good rushing defense. We were the, the leading scoring defense per game in the NSIC. Um now we got to figure out how to how to eliminate those big plays. You know, in any game we lost, we just we gave up big plays. You know, you look at your schedule, uh, just kind of flip the script, so to speak. Uh, most of the time, you end up finishing with Bemidji and Duluth. This year, you start with those two teams. This might be the warmest game that you've ever played in Bemidji, Minnesota, for crying out loud. I am a little concerned that the mosquitoes might carry us away, but especially, I, you know, I've lost some weight uh, this offseason, so I'm a little worried now. Maybe I'll have to gain that back. I'll, I'll tell my wife that, that I, I, don't want her, I don't want the mosquitoes in Bemidji to carry me away, but... Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we like that. We like being able to go up there and, and play when it's not 20 degrees. But realistically, I, I think that's kind of what you want, right? Like go up to Bemidji, play, it's 20, it's cold, the wind, the lake, all that. Um, we, we don't get that this year. We, we played them in November two years ago, and it was like 70 degrees in, in November in Aberdeen. So we'll keep taking that as well. But uh, I, on a serious note, it is uh, – I, I, this has been the most exciting offseason of my career. Um, I've really enjoyed – the fact that two teams that you got to beat 
two teams that you're chasing, two teams that have been, you know, really the class of the NSIC and certainly the North when it existed. Uh, you know, those are the two best teams that are out there. I think they're the two best teams in the league, uh, personally, and you want to try to chase those teams and play them. We get a chance to, to get our butts kicked by both of them at the end of the year and then start off with them and just, we, we didn't lose because we were just severely outmatched. They're, they were really good teams. They were probably better than us. Do we beat them nine times out of ten? No. Uh, but it's fun to say, where did our culture, our mindset, our mentality, that they kicked our butts with those things. They, they came in and just physically beat us up, and they, they did a better job than we did. Well, that's been, a, we said, we, don't, we got the pieces here to do it. But is our mindset ready for that? Is our mentality, is our detail, is our focus, is our coaching staff, is, is all of those things ready to beat those guys and working on that? And let's see where we get to, you know, these first two weeks. It, it, the, realistically, though, those are big games, and they're going to be a lot of fun. And you get a, a season opener at Bemidji, and you get a home opener against Duluth. That's, man, how much fun is that? But the most critical game of the year is week three. Because no matter if we're 0-2, 2-0, 1-1, how do you respond coming out of those two games? How, let's say you are 2-0. Well, okay, but we, we've lived that before, uh, winning a couple big games and then losing to a you Mary team that we haven't beaten in two years. Uh, you know, let's say you're 0-2. You can still make the playoffs. You can still win the league. Bemidji last year was 0-2, and they, maybe even the year before, and, and ran the table. So what? You know, but what is, how strong is our team? What is that mentality, and how do, we, how do we respond and play in weeks three and four? I think that's, that's probably way more critical than, than playing weeks one and two. It, those are big games. They're basically just barometers, measuring sticks on where we're at in this whole race and figuring it out. And, and realistically, we need to recalibrate and figure out what kind of team we want to be in week three, no matter what happens. We've talked about this before. Uh, this is a very uh, tough league for football. There's so much parity. You know, last year, I think you, it was, you won a big game against Minnesota State, hadn't beat them in like forever. Uh, and then the next week, there was a little bit of a letdown. You, you really can't get too high. You can't get too low. You know, for the most part, nobody's going to run, run the table in this league. There are just way too many good teams. So I would imagine if this is a week-by-week week kind of a process here. You don't want to look too far be, uh, ahead of yourself, and yet you want to learn from the, from, from the past. Yeah, you never want to look ahead in this league. You can't. Uh, we've learned that the hard way in, in some cases these past few years. But, I mean, we had four teams in our conference make the, the national playoffs. And we went 2-2 two and two against those teams last year and outscored them in those four games. Uh, that's <laughs> that's pretty darn good. And we had a good enough team to do that. But our consistency wasn't there. And when you look at all of that, that's that's the consistency of everything we do. You know, that's just how you approach life. That's how you approach practice. That's how you approach training in the offseason. Like, are you approaching everything that today is all that matters? And, and making sure that that mindset is instilled within our program. I, I think... I enjoy, you know, it's not fun in the moment and eventually you got to win games, but you enjoy some of those times because you, you figure out a lot more about yourself, about your team, uh, about leadership, about your culture. When you do get beat down, you figure out how do we adjust and where do we go next and can we get this done? And, you know, I think we looked at it and said it's, it's not like we're miles. This isn't the Grand Canyon here. Uh, even though we were six and five, this isn't the Grand Canyon to be nine and two. It's really not. It's right. it's a handful of plays made by a handful of players. It's not everybody. It's not the whole team. It's it's critical mistakes and things that we made. And you know, I think in the off season we really tried to adjust that and and 
let's just see where we're at. Coming, coming out of the gates here now to, to make sure we can be more consistent and put us in a position to do that. If you're consistent, you'll have a shot to win this, this league. If you're inconsistent, you, you will never have a chance to win this league. Uh, that's, that's just the way this thing goes. But we, we certainly have an ability to play with any team that, that's going to show up on our schedule. Uh, the, the key part is, how can you do that for 11 weeks? And we haven't done that yet. We haven't figured that out yet. Hopefully this year's recipe and formula is a little bit better. All right, taking a look at some high school action here coming up this weekend on the gridiron. Uh, Aberdeen Ron Colley will be hosting Redfield at Dakota Bank Stadium. Aberdeen Central, as mentioned earlier, will be on the road at T area. Uh, a full slate of games. Anything uh, jump out at you here, uh, Jacob? Some some interesting contests. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about that that Falkton-Potter County matchup. Yep. Uh, again, rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Potter County was down last year after losing those really good seniors, but they've got some kids with experience now. Yeah. And we'll see if Falkton can continue um, their uh, their yep. momentum here after being yeah. a very good Hitchcock Dallaire team. For sure. And you mentioned the Parkston Wolsey Westington game. That is one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, a good old fashioned LRC matchup here with Warner at Ipswich. And, uh, you know, uh, again, Warner with an outstanding win over Leola Frederick last week. And uh, But Ipswich has got some really good athletes. And uh, through the years, that has really been an entertaining football game. So that's one that I kind of have my eye on. Absolutely. Yeah. That I think both those matchups you mentioned, Parkston Wolsey, I think a lot of people are going to be keeping their eye on that one. And then like you said, up in this area, Warner Ipswich, a rivalry, like you said, uh, both teams have some good athletes coming back. Max Kalesa had a, oh, a big game last week for him and uh, for Ipswich. Hunter Kramer had a big game for <laughs> Warner. So good athletes out there in that the, one. There's no doubt. And I mean, you know, that's a good segue here. Um, take a look at our uh, Schwann Financial Premier Performers list this week. Uh, just incredible list. And, uh, you know, we had to pare that down. A lot, a lot of outstanding performances. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, take a look at that. Really take a look at the site in general, because each week at SD Sports Scene, we have all kinds of stories feature stories we have box scores from teams all across the area we have outstanding action sports photos by john davis uh we've just got uh, stuff on the site every single day so if you get a chance make sure you check that out that's uh, www.sdsportscene.com a quick programming note uh, next week uh, the podcast will probably uh, take place a day later we've got labor day the polls will uh, take uh, you know come out on tuesday so they won't be out on monday so we'll probably release that podcast uh, on Wednesday of next week. Normally, we'll have it out on a Tuesday, but uh, with the holiday, we'll back things up a day. Jacob, anything else that uh, you can think of that we should talk about for today's show? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think the big thing from last week, the big takeaway was just the, the, the amount of early season matchups that we had that were, that were big. I yes. Mean, you just don't see that with volleyball or football. Um, I, I think that was a good indication of some, maybe some of the talented teams we have in this state not not just in the region but in the oh, state there's no question and, and you know it's 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 football season and it, that gets everybody kind of fired up around here and certainly some area teams to keep an eye on also one last note here we have the final weekend of action out at brown county speedway the big buck nationals will take place thursday through saturday at the track uh, they crowned their track champions uh, just this past weekend and now uh, they'll wrap up the season this coming weekend Well, that'll wrap up our show as well. Uh, Thanks for making us a part of your day. And uh, as always, make sure you check out SD Sports Scene, your source for sports. Have a great week, everybody. Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.